0: Let us pray, church. Father God, uh, we thank you that even in the midst of dark times, hard times, valley times, we look to you, God. We choose to worship and to praise you. And uh, even though we might be going through things right now, and life feels really hard, we are choosing to worship you and praise you because we believe that you, O God, is where our help comes from. And we just pray that through the work of your Holy Spirit, that you will give us strength and manner for each day. In Jesus' name. And everyone said at home, Amen. Amen. So as you can tell, um, Becky has joined us. And uh, so this is the time when we're going to um, do a roundup, uh, bringing everything together we've been looking at of a Life of a Disciple uh, series, aren't we? Yeah. Great.
1: Great. Great. So... So, as you all know, as a Vine Church, we have been going through a series called Life of a Disciple. And Tim and Barley and Dave and Paul have all preached on the characteristics that make us a good disciple of Jesus. So, I've really enjoyed the series and hopefully everyone else has too. It's good. Um, But it's a good... I'd be a
0: bit worried if uh, you said you didn't enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I couldn't say that.
0: She does say that. I'll be there for. She yeah. does. She does tell me if it's not a really good sermon sometimes. Yeah, and agree. but she does remind me when I do a really good sermon. Yeah. That's my job, isn't it?
1: That's
0: yeah. your job to, to be real. When it's really good, she tell me. When it's, you know, when I haven't got it right, she yeah. lets me know. But I'm glad you enjoyed it.
1: Good. Yeah. Well, but obviously it's good to like recap because you know over like six seven weeks it's easy to, um, you know, forget little things. So we thought we'd have i um, I've got a few questions for Tim. Um, and then hopefully it's going to help us recap on the series so far so we have got so first question I've got for you is can you first of all give us the highlights of the series yeah
0: so far? So, um, so this has been a six-week series for us six weeks whilst you've been at your homes, we've been at our homes and we've been doing this because before this even isolation and lockdown started um, we've been looking at this theme called life of a disciple what is a disciple looking at Jesus's life and what he did uh, to become more like Jesus and what are some key practices that we should be doing as disciples and the key thing is this for us is that it's not just for us it's for others as well so actually when you're talking to other people who are not yet Christians or, or are followers and they're thinking, well, what is a disciple? You can say, well, actually, we've done this as a church. And these are some of the six key elements um, which we feel are important to practice as a disciple. So this is for us for, this, for other, us to help other people uh, because we want to see new Christians, want to see people grow in their discipleship. We want to see this part of our everyday life. In our lives, so the first one is when Bally kicked us off in week one with prayer, and he brought us an incredible message on about Matthew chapter six and the structure of prayer, and the structure of prayer. Uh, when we looked at like, our Father, can um, oh, I can't get it out now? Can I? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, and he talked us through how we should we should praise God for what we've got, um, we should know that that God is our Father, we should be specific in our prayer. And um, he taught us all through these little things. But actually a key practice is that we are people of prayer because we believe prayer works. And by the way, with all these messages, uh, with all these topics, and stuff, they're all online. So you can go back to hear Bally's or mine or Paul's or Dave's. You can go back, they're all online to re-listen, all uh, about 15, 20 minutes long and uh, listen to them again. So the first one was prayer. The next one was reflecting on scripture, which I brought to us. And this was actually that God has called us to know the Bible and to read the Bible, not just when life gets hard or not just pick it up once a week, once a month. But actually, this Bible should be for every season, every moment, every day of our lives. And actually, it guides us, it gives us wisdom. I looked at Psalm 34 passage, I don't know if you remember. And uh, Actually, when you go into it, you you get a word from God, a prophetic word from God for your life today. And you get to know God better. So actually, one of the practices was reflecting on scripture. And then Dave Gorda brought us the message of living in community. And actually, this whole thing of actually, community is quite hard at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What that looks like is quite hard. But actually, we should be in community. And uh, the Christian faith was never meant to be isolated. Jesus, the Son of God, he is uh, in a community with Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and he did community with 12 disciples, and he had a bigger community and a bigger community, he even had a smaller community where he had a couple of people around him, and actually we should have the same practice, we're not meant to be alone on this, uh, and not, it's not just about going to church, it's about receiving encouragement and challenge from that community, and Dave, I don't even remember Dave said that sometimes community is challenging, and it is because we are uh, we are people, and we are different, and we're different personalities and characters, and that's the beauty about church, right? Is that it brings together a different, people, different people, lots of different people. Yeah, that's the beauty. That that brings challenges, but it says although there's challenges, we're still called to love one another, and as we love one another, we become more like Jesus. Um, and then we looked about silence and solitude, which I brought to, us, and I looked at the story of Elijah. I looked at Matthew 4, I don't know if you remember church, where Jesus goes into the wilderness, and another word for wilderness is a quiet place, is a desolate place, and it's so important in our day and age, is to spend time with God, with you and God, and you can't piggyback off someone else's relationship, you can't piggyback off your spouse's relationship, your parents' relationship, um, you know, I, I, was a kid, I was a Christian when I grew up, and you're back off your parents, or you can't piggyback off... Uh, my relationship or someone else but you can only have your own relationship with God and then I spoke about be a witness this whole thing of actually we should be a witness every day that Jesus wanted other people to be brought into the kingdom of God he his message was not just for um it was not just for the Jews it was for everyone Mm. and our message is not just for us it's not just for our group of people but it's for everyone and we should be everyday witnesses lastly Paul spoke to us last week on eating and drinking and this whole thing of actually uh, in the last when we go to heaven there's a banquet but we should have small banquets on earth and we should invite anyone who's anyone and it shouldn't be about people that um, that are similar to us but actually they are the same in many not same so there should be people that are similar to us but they that it might be people that are different to us and people that don't yet believe and you know, when you eat together, you build relationship, you bridge gap, you bridge, um, you bridge the gospel, you get opportunity to share the gospel and you can love people. And there's something special about eating and drinking with one another that helps us uh, build friendship, relationship and build opportunities for the gospel to be at work. So, yeah, there's the five reflections. But as I said, do check them out online. Uh, because all the messages are there, but these are the, f- sorry, six, sorry, these are six key practices we believe as a disciple, and we want to encourage you to to adopt, you to, um, to be at work in your life, and also for you to say to others, well, this is what a disciple looks like.
1: Yeah, so there's, like you said, there's six practices, but what, which ones do you think are kind of a bit more difficult for some people, especially maybe in the UK?
0: Yeah, so, I think with this one, right, so which ones are more difficult is is hard Because for each one of us, um, depending on our personality, depending upon our character, it, some of them we're going to find easier, and we just, we just automatically do. On others, we're going to find harder, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be different for each one of us, I think. Because for some of us, we love to pray, but then reading the Bible is really hard, or inviting others to eat with us, or go out for coffee if someone's really hard. Uh, so for some of us, it's going to be hard on other ones. But I think for the Western culture, the UK culture, I think the two would be silence and solitude and be a witness. I think in our busy world, in when we can interact with anywhere who's, anywhere, anyone who's anywhere, uh, uh, we struggle just to be with God. Uh, I could quickly go and go on a service in America later tonight when they wake up. I could quickly, you know, do I could quickly read this online, you know, and and that has its benefits. But at the same time, it stops us spending time with God and spending time with God is so necessary, so important to keep us going, refreshing our soul, refreshing ourselves. So I think that's the hardest one to adopt. Well, one of the hardest ones. And the other one's be a witness. I think um, being a witness is hard in our culture. And it's something Satan wants to stop. So he will use many means to stop us. Um, And with political correctness, with freedom of, you know, freedom of speech sometimes feels like it's not working in our favour. Uh, it works in everyone else's favour, but not our favour. And I just think it's really hard to be a witness. And it's something we just have to work hard and challenge through, because that's so important practice, is that we be an everyday witness yeah. um, around the home and in our neighbourhoods.
1: And if you're like a shyer character as well, you know, being a witness could seem quite daunting, can't it? Talking to people. Yeah. About and I think sometimes
0: we feel like witnesses are for the charismatic people yeah. or the ones that are gifted in it but witness is everyone Mm. we're all a witness so
1: so you've kind of answered that but what about have you actually got any like practical tips on how we can be better at or live out more of those especially those two in our lives
0: yeah so i think the, the the one of um i suppose science and solitude is to start small so if you're not used to being on your own you know start for two minutes a day um, for me, mornings work well, uh, early mornings, but for you it might not. But I think get, start small and uh, do two minutes. So just start small and just say to God, God, speak to me. Uh, maybe read the Bible and then just, just one verse and say, God, what do you want to say to me? And allow the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, come, I want to hear your you're prompting, I want to hear you work in my life. And um, with that one, but be a witness. I think it starts at home. And um, and then maybe you get an opportunity to encourage someone in your workplace. Um, that starts small. You don't, it doesn't need to be overly spiritual by saying, you know, Jesus loves you. You could just say, I just think you do a fantastic job, by the way, at your work. And then start building upon that of being a witness for Jesus Christ.
1: Great. That's really helpful. So, what about um, how can we have others really experience God for themselves, um, not just have like an intellectual experience, but really um, taste and see, like
0: you said before, God. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose this comes from the message I brought on, uh, reflected upon Scripture. And I said about Psalm thirty-four, taste and see God. You know, I think one of the one of the things with English in England is in churches is that. When people come to know Jesus, they can very much have an intellectual experience of God. They're listening to messages, they're understanding their minds, but it's the presence of God at work in their lives. And often, I feel, we see sometimes that people have an intellectual experience often drift away rather than having a personal experience of his presence. And, you know, and that's the work of the Holy Spirit, like we're talking about with Pentecost Sunday. And so, with that, I think often it's it's putting people in the right place at the right time to experience His presence. So, for example, if um, if I was going to go and play football, I'm not going to go to a golf course. I'm going to go to a football pitch. And it's the opposite way. If I'm going to go play golf, I'm not going to go to a football pitch to play golf. And you need to do what you what, what to 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 have an experience that is. Of the Holy Spirit, rather than just an intellectual, you need to help people put people in the right place at the right time to experience this Holy Spirit. So, you know, if you're gonna, if you want people not just to have an intellectual experience, that there, there's not much, um, there's not much strength for whatever words want to use of doing an in-depth Bible class when you're hoping people would experience the Holy Spirit. You need to do it something on the Holy Spirit. And it's exactly the same. You can think about your friends and family and people we know. Maybe they have an intellectual experience, but they need to experience the goodness and the taste and see for themselves. They need that presence. I don't know if I'm asking your question, really. But,
1: like, do you think, um, obviously, you have to know it's difficult because if you, it's more about the person, isn't it? So, like, certain yeah. characters... You know, when you say about putting them in the right place, it depends sometimes on the character of the yeah. person you're talking about as
0: well. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it does depend on the character. But the biggest, one of the biggest worries is that when someone comes to know Jesus, is they've come through that intellectual experience and it hasn't, yeah. it gone, hasn't gone from their mind to their heart. For yeah. some people it does go mind to heart, um, uh, for a lot of people. And, you know, I've got friends I know similar, you know, they have that intellectual experience, but they need to experience the Holy Spirit, so it's working out what's best for that person, yeah. I and think it's
1: quite hard for someone to like mature as a Christian if they haven't really had that um, actual experience of God, mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, you, when you talked about being a witness said Jesus said that we are his witnesses, so what's the difference between a good witness and a bad witness?
0: I don't, really, I don't think I really touched upon this, did I? Is that actually, you know, we could be pretty bad witnesses sometimes. Like if we're saying that, oh, I go to church, I follow Jesus, and then we are swearing, for example, um, it's not a great witness, is it? Or, you know, we say, oh yeah, we love Jesus, and then we're in the staff room, and we're gossiping about someone else, or putting someone else down. You know, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? We've got to be a good witness, whether it's in our homes, in our workplaces, whether it's, in our neighbourhoods, and I think there's a filter. There's a, the filter is this, right? Does what I'm doing now show the love and the grace of Jesus Christ? So whether you're at home, right, you're at home right now, and how you're treating your family members or people in your household or your friends you're living with or your neighbours or whether in your workplaces, we've got to work out, does what I'm doing right now really show the love and the grace of Jesus Christ? If you can tick that box, you'll probably be being a good witness. If you can't, you'll probably be a pretty much bad um, witness uh, for that. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joel. Bringing us a plate of food he's just eaten. Raisins and apples. It's
1: run out, that's the problem. It's run
0: out, he won't spoil.
1: Okay, so uh, what challenges are there for living in community um, and also being hospitable, so eating and drinking together? What Paul brought us?
0: And I think we're good to like end on this question, probably, actually. Okay. So so, what are the challenges for um, eating in community? I think the biggest challenge, and I think I shared this uh, months ago, was I remember when I was single and I was assistant pastor and then I led the church. And I used to invite some of you guys from uh, to my house on a Sunday or midweek. And I remember um, thinking to myself... Uh, why would they want to come round my house? A single guy, and they've got a family. And I had to overcome my own... Apple cheese. Um, to Apple cheese. Onions. No onions, Joel, today. Joel's asking for onions, everyone. I don't know why, he doesn't eat onions. That's the funniest thing. He's just got onions in his mind. But I remember, as I was saying, I remember being in my house, uh, being there thinking, do people r- really want to come around my house? And I had to overcome my own mindset that people do want to come. And I can truly say it. everyone who came around my house, they, they, they just showed me love. But it was me who had to overcome that people do want to spend time with me. People want to spend time with me even though I've got a different life to them and a different season of life that people still want to spend time with so i think the biggest for eating and drinking whether that's in your home or going out for coffee with someone is overcoming your own uh thoughts and feelings and emotions that they don't want to spend time with you um even if you make a fish finger curry even if i make fish finger, I, i'll tell you a story just to maybe end with is that the fish finger curry was this right so i invited uh, a couple from church over i won't say it was and um, that they came over and was fighting then I got a knock at the door and invited my mum and my sister over at the same time and I was creating a chicken curry and so I didn't want to turn them away so I had a couple of that, and my mum and my sister and I didn't have enough chicken so I went to the freezer and put some fish fingers in the curry and it was fish finger curry Sounds
1: alright to me I
0: think Yeah so, but that's a bit of fun right? You know, I, you know maybe you need to get a bit organised with the, um, asking people to come round even if you have those funny things uh, as don't well, don't double book yourself. <laughs> you know, I just want to share a passage, and uh, we're going to break bread in a minute. But I just want to share uh, for the next Whoa. two two minutes, I'll if that's okay. Um, with or before we sing a song, um, a but run. The, run. Two, run. the thing I want to share is, There's and it's, no from chapter, it's from James I actually, and this is the wrap run. up our series on run. the life of a disciple. Run. 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 The life of a disciple is this, guys. Right? James 1.8 says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And if you go into the, the Greek of this, uh, a better translation is this. A double-souled man. A double-souled man. Or, or you you're, you split soul. Or you fractured soul. So what James is saying is not very much that you're double-minded, but your soul is... Split, and with the life of a disciple is that you've either got to choose that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ and practice these practices, or say actually no, I'm not. You know, a double souled man is unstable in all his ways. You know, you might feel at home, uh, maybe not, but you might know people that they are unstable in terms of they're they're up and they're down, they're here and they're go, and sometimes and. A lot of the time it's because they're double soul. Their soul is fractured. They're not fully with God and they're not fully against God, uh, but they're in the middle. And this is what um, uh, uh, this is what I heard. The d- divided life is a wounded life, the soul calling us to heal the wound. And we as Christians and followers cannot have a divided life. Either we are practicing these practices or we are not. Either we do these practices of prayer, of reflecting on scripture, of living in a community, of science, or so surgery. Either you are for God or you are against God. Because a double souled man is um, unstable in all his ways. Check out our verse, James chapter 1. Uh, verse 8. I've just got a few book recommendations for you. Uh, so we've got a few book recommendations. The first one is The motion Healthy Leader. If you want to know more about what we've been talking about, um, I've read all these books. I'm, one of them, I'm just got halfway through, but the rest of them, uh, I think I've read all of these books in the last eight months. But Emotional Healthy Leader, great book, uh, which I've shared before. Another book is uh, Gathered and Scattered, the great thing about, actually, in many ways, church together, church where we are, we're called to be disciples, we're called to work out our discipleship as well, and we're called to be witnesses. Uh, I'm going to whiz through these. Uh, another book is The Soul Keeper by John Ortberg. This is the book I'm halfway through at the moment. And uh, many of you probably uh, read this in your homes. Becky read this and recommended it to me. And uh, quite an old book, but a fantastic book. Um, about looking after your soul. And if you have a healthy soul, you feel good in life. Uh, Another book is Scattered Servants by Alan Scott. This is how we we can be witnesses. There's some practical uh, advice in that one. Uh, I'll put these all on Facebook later. And another book is A Meal with Jesus. Uh, Another great book. I read this probably about six, seven months ago. And it's a fantastic book. About how we can, uh, how we, as when we eat and we drink, we are sharing, we're doing life with Jesus, but we're doing life with other people. And we are bridging, um, we're bridging uh, gaps in the gospel, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we're going to sing a song, then we're going to break bread. So as you, as, as we sing a song, go and get your bread and your juice and your wine. Uh, sing a song for a couple of minutes and then be breaking bread. We'll see you soon at church.